Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, you guys. Scott here. Real quick, I made a game, a card game. It's called Rock Runners Incorporated. In fact, we talk about it on this episode a little bit, not a ton, but... It's in its waning few days of its Kickstarter, and if you get on board now, you can still get the benefits of getting on now. So uh, go check it out. You can learn all about it. It's really fun. You got uh, up to four people who want to play a fun, competitive, easy-to-learn, hard-to-master game with uh, you know your best friends or family or whatever. It's really cool. I think you'll like it, especially if you liked the, uh, this week's movie, because it turns out there are some connections. Anyway, go learn all about it at rockrunners.art. That's the short way to get to the Kickstarter. That's rockrunners.art. And if you'd rather, you can go to kickstarter.com and just search for Rock Runners. Attention, all personnel. The room is sealed. I repeat, the room is sealed. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Welcome, everyone, to an episode of Film Sack. Yeah, that's right, Film Sack. Mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 512. That's a fun little computer number, you know, because you can get 512K, <laughs> then one megabyte, yeah. and then, you know, all that. Anyway, welcome to that episode of the show. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined by Brian. Please don't pull that zip cord. He has hanging out of his pants done away. <laughs> Already did. Oh, hi. Squarespace meets of Mars. How may I help you? Hold on. What's that, Tony? We changed the name. Oh, that name was already taken back in the early 2000s on Earth. Squarespace. Okay. So did we go with our second pig then? Pigs in space? What the hell is a Muppet? How about Grubhub in space? Been done? All right. Look, man. We make the finest genetically squared jacked up hogs in space, and I'll have to get back to you on that name. All right. Now, how may I help you? What's that? Do we have any hauling jobs? Why, yes, yes, we do. As a matter of fact, we got some squared pigs that need to go wee, wee, wee all the way home to Earth to meet their fate as a number one ingredient in some of New York's finest street dogs. So are you interested? we have anything sexier? Sexier than hogs that stack? Say, 
You ain't one of them company butt boys, are you? You sure? <laughs> All right. Well, I do have a little side hustle that is off the books, so don't tell Tony. How do you feel about a load of stackable manly processes with low amp electrical wang pulses delivered to a Mr. Brian Ibbets of Earth? Oh, and it has to be there by Saturday night. You're interested? <laughs> Excellent. I'll get to making up a fake manifest. I'm just going to put down the cargo as sexy killer robots and latex to deliver to low Earth orbit. Hold on a second. Hey, what's that cooking? Smells like somebody is cooking hamburgers. Is that you, Tony? Oh, shit. I got to go. I think Tony tried to make a zero-gravity hot dog out of the manly processes. I'll see you Saturday. Randy? <laughs> the manly processes. Holy shit. He's talking about my dick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charles Dance, man. We have things to say about that guy. All right. Also with us, Randy, Mr. Zesty Jordan. Ooh, aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Uh, thank you for cracking your front door open a couple of inches so that I can tell you about this amazing all-in-one cleaning product. While I keep my foot firmly placed in between the door and the frame, you're clearly trying to close it back to. When it comes to situations like this, there's not a lot we can do. We just hope that our uh, cooperative attitudes and sunny dispositions see us clear. I know, you think I'm trying to have sex with you. And I am. But wait, 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 wait. I've got three good reasons for you to let me give it a try. Number one, I rebuilt everything. Every organ. Yes, even that one. And you know that if men could choose how big to build that organ, it would be a terrible thing for the rest of humanity. Number two, I'll be quick. Seriously, I will be so fast. Look, as you know... Every woman wants it to be super quick. <laughs> I, pray, look, I pray you allow me a few moments to coordinate my seldom used reproductive sequencer. <laughs> Number three, you don't have to look. Were you not chained to a major support beam of my ship? I wouldn't stand a chance of having sex with someone so alluring as you. Just close your eyes and think of Brooklyn. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's a terrible idea. Cl close your eyes and think of Cleveland. Oh, no, I made it worse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These all come down to the same guy which we'll get into here shortly uh finally with us brian welcome to the scum cluster ibit oh the scum cluster get ready for some uh, nice parallels here breaker breaker one nine this here is the hopper man i'm a long haul and some robots that walk like they're shimmying down a fashion show runway i just watched kreitzer get sucked through a porthole after he tried to jack my load good news is that i've left a floating can of suckazucks out there for him to enjoy <laughs> Anyway, I've got a 1062 here on the rig who's just left a stink in the bathroom. Oh, 1062 is a woman with a lisp who's been wearing a bra and panties for most of the haul. She left some kind of blowout in the poop box, but some good thing she did 1129. Oh, 1129 is when you seal the door, but you have to keep repeating. The door is sealed. Repeat, the door is sealed. Anyway, let me pull the zip cord on my unit. We can get down to business. Wait, what did you think I was talking about? No, I was talking about my evil Knievel Zipcord Jump Over Snake River Aww. Canyon action figure. You thought I was talking about my penis? <laughs> no, that got cut off long, long ago. That's why I renamed myself Terry. <laughs> A neutral name. Yeah, like, neutral, neutral name. Like Terry. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't introduce myself as Terry because I figured everyone would. <laughs> there you go. No, there were, you, Brian, yeah. your Ibit had a little piece of everything in there. That was a... Uh... That was the whole movie, basically. A little piece of everything, yep. All right. I don't remember like who recommended it. Hub. I think it was Ibit 
But who who recommended Space Truckers? Who, who whose idea was this? It wasn't me because I, I never, did. I okay. I love this movie. Okay. Well, I also I also yeah. have been have been kind of following it from afar for a while, like waiting for our chance. That it just like it hits all the notes for me oh in terms gosh. of like what we should watch. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I, our checklist I called it is. accidentally. Uh, I forget, like on Showtime or someplace, a long time ago, and I'm like, what is this? Space oh my truck. gosh! See, that's amazing Sign because I, you, at least you guys had some reference. This was unknown to me in every way. I had no idea what the frick this thing was. Never even heard of it until Dunaway brought it up. And then we're all like, oh, that looks like film sack material and just kind of put it Boy, on the howdy. list. And Jeez Lord, Louise, howdy. it's so great. It's so great. And like, I'm not, and I mean this, I don't mean this ironically. I, It's terrible, but it's such good <laughs> trash. Like it's yeah. really good trash and better acted than it should be, which I think adds to its weird factor of like somehow working. Uh, yeah, a lot it's of the acting weird, is good. It's but, so weird because it's like it's it's uh you think it's comedy, but it's not. And the comedy that is there is serious, right? 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 It's yeah. Right. Hard to it's hard to kind of reconcile what exactly this is, but I don't remember hearing about it. I, it was supposed to be in theaters. It didn't. It ended up not doing that. They premiered it on HBO back in the day in '96 when it came out because they couldn't get distribution here. And I understand why, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's absolutely a comedy, though. I just want to push back on that. Like, there is oh. only there is only like two categories of film to put this in, and it's comedy and sci-fi. Like, that's that's yeah, all. Well, it's, it's comic sci-fi, meaning that it pokes fun at sci-fi, but it's not slapstick comedy or right. intentional comedy, this, yeah, like this romantic is not, comedy. Or yeah, yeah like this that. isn't spaceballs. It's balls. not farce or parody, or right. you know, it's. Here on that it's, list, you've got like Spaceballs would be the parody slash you know right. slapsticky mm-hmm. obvious joke stuff, and then on the other side, this template more fits something like this Fifth more like Element, Buckaroo Bonsai, or that's a good comparison. Terry even, Gilliam's, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying this is as good fifth as Fifth Element. element. I don't right. mean Fifth, fifth element, element in this or equivalents, but they're they follow the same path, you know, same yeah. right. structure. And that didn't I don't know I didn't expect that I just thought Com- it'd be low comedy budget is meant shit. the comedy in these types of films are not meant to make you laugh as much as they're meant to make you feel uncomfortable or terrified right or, or just it's weird. part of the horror of of uh, the existence right or just weird like like uh, I'll tell you where they won me over it's I already came, okay so I came into this with already a a, a kind of a love for this weird subgenre of space trucking. And usually video games is where I'm getting it, sometimes books. But but this idea of, um, you know, uh, long haul uh, trucking, there's a little bit of this in things like BSG and even more in The Expanse. But just these these concepts in space of like, yeah, there's just working dudes out there. They got to get shit done and mine things and get into the outer rim and all this sort of stuff. And this tickles all of that a little too, you know, obviously with the (laughs) truck shaped ship and all that. But. You know, for the most part, I was our, I was in as soon as I kind of went, oh, they're going full space trucker. But where they really won me over is that circular freaking diner, dude. I was oh my so God. into that. Yes. that. That was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, and so not just beautiful. brilliant, but really well done to the point where like, all right, how are they, how are they making this so believable when everything else looks like, well, and they've left wires in for, for oh my gosh, space. it's but crazy. This diner looks so realistic with the curve and you're seeing people eating behind him on a curve. It's like, 
all right, I want to know how they do this. It's pretty, pretty yeah, damn yeah. impressive. The best I could tell is they're either filming them at an angle, like 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 Hopper and the girl are sitting in a really uncomfortable, yeah. non-standard angle, but the way they're being shot is it looks like they're sitting still and those other people are up on an angle. Like I, I, right. I spent a bunch of time trying to figure that out. So that's number one. But number two, just the juxtaposition of, yeah, it's like a trucker. It's like a truck stop in the real world, except, hey, we're in space. Gravity's weird. Uh, the thing is in a circle, but it's still yeah, we've you created know, we've created artificial gravity by the rotation, and that's why yeah. the sh- that's why the room is shaped like it is. Right, right. And, and so, so and so like everything that. you see in this movie that's in space, at least when we get to Earth, it's not. This is not true, but everything you see in this movie, it's like somebody uh, took the idea of something and deconstructed it, and then rebuilt it to be spacey. And like that, I, I guess that's kind of true of a lot of, of sci-fi, but this, the point here is to make you go, Oh, I get it. I see. Like, it's to make you, it's to make you laugh. It's to make you enjoy what you're seeing. So like, whether it's the, the cubicle pigs or the, you know, the, the features of the diner or, or the outside of the truck, that is probably the best example. Yeah. They, they took the idea of a truck, built it from the ground up to look spacey mm-hmm. and then like put like a smokestack on it. So you just know mm-hmm. for sure that it's a truck, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, but there's something about that, that, that really gets my imagination going and it's a place yeah. I, I, I like, it's a little bit like, um. You know, my favorite part of Firefly is that sense that the world's kind of shitty and, 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 and in some ways old. It's smugglers and, you know, the right. Reavers are basically a Mad Max in space kind of thing going on. And and this if you had 20, has a taste If you had $20 million, $25 million to make a film, uh, they made Serenity or made a – yeah, Serenity, right? Yeah. That was the – That was the movie, yeah. yeah. Yep, that was the film, yeah. and this one for twenty about twenty five million. They came out mm, <laughs> similar years, no, not too far off. So the similar budgets. Well, ten years we later got, for Serenity, but yeah, was it ten years? Later? Oh yeah, two thousand five. This was ninety six. Okay, mm, yeah, I never forget a date for some reason. Brian, You'll never forget the date. Scott is really good with years in movies. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a weird. I wish trivia questions were more about the year thing games and things came out because <laughs> I'd be really good at it. But I'm but this not. thing only racked up a million six at the box office. So they oh, spent I mean, out twenty five on, like on, on paper, and this is still the time when you would pick up the newspaper and open it up and look at movie times. On paper, just the name Space Truckers. No one's going to go see that, right? Right. Yeah. Not yeah. the theater. I now mean, I might. This every day I might. Week. Had I known about it, I might have. Um, because, but that's again, the thing. Like, I'm you, weird. I, I haven't even. We haven't even really described the film, like the plot yet, and it's hard to describe because, unlike every other sci-fi movie I've ever seen, this is a tiny little story. It's very. It's very much about, uh, you know, some people having a like a sitcom, uh, set of relationships that. Uh, progress through very, very little actual story. You know, mm-hmm. this yeah. like like seriously, this is like a twenty three minute episode of a sitcom. But like, but mm-hmm. you know, so it's about a it's about a space trucker, right? Yeah, and he uh, he uh, is uh, his truck is not that good, so it causes him to <laughs> fall on hard times, and he makes a deal with the only woman in the universe <laughs> that she'll marry him if he gets her to Earth. Yeah, and then so he takes her to Earth, and he takes a kid along with him, and. Uh, like um, their cargo, they take they get to Earth because the, there's a mysterious cargo that they don't know what's in it, right? And yeah. then they get hijacked along the way, and yeah. it's like it's also uh, Stephen Dorff's here, by the way, and uh, you'll barely notice him. He's sort of just here, like yeah, Stephen Dorff. Yeah, barely. that's the, that's that a, really could have been played by 
anybody. anybody. <laughs> well, and, and they could have they could have given that character more of a story. Like there's there's a lot more you could do with that character, right? Yeah, he was just horny and sure. uh, stoic at the same time, <laughs> and, right. and roughly Still the same pink outfit. Yeah, and yeah, he and he needed to look roughly the same age as Debbie Mazar because Dennis Hopper looks a hundred years older than her. Yeah, she so, she was born. Yeah. I was doing a little looking on that. She was born in '64. Uh, uh, Dorf is more of a '90s kid and born way later like they were they were very different ages but of course yeah like a thousand to, to be specific hopper is 28 years older than debbie mazar but oh um anyway the story is really small and that's the that's the beauty of it right it's like oh because we have this great setting and this great idea about what you what that setting looks like and feels like you don't need to tell a story about saving the universe mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you can tell a story about a couple of horny men and one of them wants to get the girl you know <laughs> yes you can that's true um right i, really, I like the fact yeah. that everything was presented as very simple but then there was always and and Dennis Hopper is so good about this about allowing things to just kind of give you a moment to think about things. It's like, oh, here's this space trucker, and isn't it funny that he's being super aggressive and you know he wants to marry this young woman, yeah. and then also isn't it extremely tragic mm -hmm. all at the same time? And I think there was just so many moments in this film where it's like, oh, this is could just be easily just comedy. Um, here we have these pigs that are square that are in these cages. Obviously, uh, efficiency is finally, you know, trumped everything else. It's like, oh, here we go. How do you maximize storing pigs in an area so that you can deliver them? Yeah, that's we world, yeah, that's world building. See, I love that it kind is. of stuff. Even when yeah. it's it, ridiculous and, and strange and, you know, it has no like practical use or whatever, even right. though I guess these kind of do, but there's still makes, this, it's, it's so much fun. I love that. It's stuff. a tragic, it's, 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 you know, it's hilarious in one way. Cause it's like, Oh, what a silly visual thing. But then you're also going, man, we could very easily head into that direction. We already have Japanese already genetically modify uh, and manipulate watermelons to be shipped as, you know, squares. Is it a gimmick or are they really trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah. efficiently do that? I mean, so we've, yeah. This is real world stuff. If it saves and billions so, of if it saves billions of yen a year in shipping, then right. yeah, like of course exactly. we would we would move that direction. Yeah. And then there's all the moral questions about well, what are you doing? And and I and they and they only touch on it. In fact, my my chick in the bucket here, grab a bucket, is the pigs. I really feel like right. we could have gotten back to the <laughs> to the pigs somehow, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they never did. We were for, done. With for them. me, it's it's the the quadro uh, that included Mike Haggerty uh, in the diner because. Like, I guess as soon as the bar fight starts and somebody knocks a window out, that's it. The four of them are just sitting there the rest of the movie. They're yeah. Yep. Off we go. Yep. Uh, also, I want to know what happened to that penis that was in the tennis ball can. Did it get buried? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never. We'll never know. That's that's kind of the chicken. That's a dick in the bucket. Yeah, a dick, dick, in, the dick bucket. in the bucket. They kind of dance. Charles danced around that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Uh, we'll talk more about him, of course. But I wanted to say uh, one quick thing of uh, the, uh, the the microwave on the head. Uh, yes. I immediately okay. went, oh, uh, way to rip that off from Gross Point Blank, one of the finest films ever made. And then my brain went, wait a minute. That was a year later. I think it's the yeah. other way around. Oh. I think they <laughs> stole it from them. Right. Yeah, but Gross Point was a TV, wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was a mic. Was it a mic? Have I? Have I? I may have conflated it. Now it's possible it was a TV. Uh, 
Now that you say it, now that you say it, it's not. Now I think I maybe it is a TV. Shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, you could steal it and just change the device, but I don't. I don't, I don't think it was stolen. Yeah, right. De- death by our, you know, our, our technology, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Statement. If you're going to yeah. kill uh, Dan, what's his name? <laughs> Ackroyd. Ackroyd. Yeah. Uh, do it with a TV is what we're saying. Yes. Just smash his right. head with the TV. That movie's the greatest thing ever made. Anyway, but this whole like vibe of Fifth Element, I started looking at. At that, yeah. thinking, oh, this is very Fifth Element. These movies came out like at the same time, like mm-hmm. not—I don't know if it was the same year exactly, but it was pretty close. Um, and obviously, one was a huge hit at theaters, I, and this one—I got to go there. say, yeah, I got to say, I—I uh, I don't want to compare this to Fifth Element because Fifth Element is such a fantastic movie. But I almost kind of feel that the world building in this is kind of a little bit more interesting in some ways i feel I, like i don't disagree they weren't always weird for weird sake they yeah they just kind of you know it was, i, I it don't was entirely potential. disagree i think that there's some execution problems with that there's a budget thing Absolutely. going and you know bruce willis could have been like you can just close your eyes for two seconds Tr- space truckers has bruce willis in it if you want he's in it right right, right. perfectly but i think the, i think the earnestness of what was going on with dennis hopper was just amazing well and I mean, the, it's he he's really the played it straight yeah yeah so so dennis hopper had spent like uh decades of his life uh doing drugs yeah and it shows like he was he was known <laughs> he was known for sleeping around he like the, he's one of these people who uh probably has children that are unknown uh, you know, because he uh, was just known for knocking up every actress in Hollywood, and he has, you know, he had five wives during his life, and and so on, and the and so the guy is perfectly cast in this role, mm-hmm. you know, like he needs to he needs to be kind of an everyman, and he also needs to be, like I said, kind of horny because the the whole plot here is that he's trying to get this hot waitress to to marry right. him to sleep with him, and what and. I- it's just like you couldn't cast a better person for yeah. this. Like he's he embodies exactly what they're going for here. Yeah. And, and what a weird turn that was. I mean, it was telegraphed for like, well, not all of it, but a lot of it was telegraphed that he was going to end up getting with the mom. And and they could have just had, you know, her just be his age. But no, it was like his one fantasy, I suppose, was to have like a young, hot chick. Yeah. Right. And so they even squeezed that in there and said, okay, we're going to have her, you know, the mom be frozen for 20 years. And so she's still a young lady. And I was like, okay, all right. Right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it I was like a it. weird thing. Like, yeah, to have, have this older character be chasing after Debbie Mazar for for most of the film, or Mazar, however right. it's pronounced. Right. And then when you're finally thinking that that's, you know, they finally figure out a way to have an age-appropriate interest, right. love interest for it. Exactly. Yeah. They said, nope, let's make it even weirder. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, this is not, I don't like to get in the business of commenting on people's looks, but <clears throat> I am going to say this about Debbie Mazar, or Mazar, however you say it. She's always struck me as a supermodel with yeah. Fran Drescher's head. Does that make Interesting. sense? Interesting. Like, the, there's something about, she's like very attractive lady, you know, yeah. great shape, yeah. all that. But she's got this head and face on her that's only there ever for comedy and or mobster wife and or uh, kind of uh, that, stereotypical I mean, the, the, Italian The mob chick. wife, the Fran Drescher thing, totally point to her voice. I feel like yeah. she's yeah. she's less less supermodel and more 1920s style pinup model. 
Oh, yeah. that's a good, well, yeah, that's is, a good comparison. Yeah, which sure. is fit, which fits right in with like. There's a there's a, there's yeah, a yeah. whole bunch of actresses who were from Queens and sound like it, and uh, like there's just this is that's a voice, and uh, like the reason she's in this movie is because I guess they weren't offering a lot. <laughs> for these roles like the reason it's her the reason it's steven dorf like they're they're not paying much for the for these roles in this movie and it works it's fine like it, it you don't need uh fran drescher or you know someone more fan i'm trying to think of someone more famous <laughs> but, right. but you don't need that like you need somebody who looks really really good in her underwear for most of the movie and She's, debbie mazar does yeah she looks great well, in her underwear. and somebody who looks good but also somebody who will agree to that right, right. <laughs> yeah do you know, Man, do you know I was, if she knew it was going right. to be two-thirds of the damn film because that's a I lot know. of underwear time like a lot dude but they were they were very uh you know they were conservative underwear and i man she really has some arms that I would kill for, man. She had some, yeah, and they, she arms. was always flexing them. I was like, man, look at her arms. Yep. She made, she made, she really, made, uh, she made yeah. Dorf seem like a little a skinny guy. You right. I mean, which like he a little is, which is fine. Dude. Well, I mean, you know, he's, he's what a year away from being the bad guy in blade and kind of having his right. career take mm-hmm. off and people start taking him seriously up till then. He was kind of nineties boy, uh, heartthrob tiger beat kind of one mm-hmm. of those guys mm-hmm. and um <laughs> and it's this something is, i haven't heard in a decade <laughs> or two <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who the, who could have been in the debbie mazar role here is tank girl uh oh, no, yeah. tank oh, girl uh, yeah lori petty lori, lori petty, petty, yeah. petty yeah. yeah could have like that's the that's the kind of like classification we're going for here you right. know so she, so she was great like yeah. Debbie Mazar is perfect for that yeah she did a good job i mean that's that's again i said it at the top but i'll say it again the movie is better acted than it deserves from most right. of the actors. Like definitely Dennis Hopper. I think she's really good. Charles dance eats the movie up, just chews yeah, it to yeah. pieces so good. and is fantastic yeah. in it. Like that's what I didn't expect. I came into this going, okay, well this will be like, you know, ice pirates or something where no one can act. And I was wrong. <laughs> like, right, like that's, right. that's what sets it up, sets it apart. Cause I'm not here to say that this is great or that it isn't kind of trash and garbage and, you know, there aren't missteps. There absolutely are. And it's perfect for our show. But it's like, I don't know. It's like I stumbled in on some actors doing their job. It's almost like this director yeah. couldn't get the money, couldn't get the direction, couldn't do the whatever. But he sure could get his actors to just act. It, yeah. It's, Charles Dance, man. I mean, he, he had a tall he's, order he's awesome. for some of these scenes. Like, you know, it had to be both creepy and, you know, intimidating, but also kind of comedic with him like cranking up his wang i mean how do you play that i mean how do you yeah just you do exactly what they tell you stand there say that and the guy is he's just like the best at this kind of thing like from the very first scene the very first scene he owns that scene yeah and like the movie kind of depends on him at the end of the first scene first scene you just just watch this movie it's on amazon prime just go watch this movie yeah um first yeah. scene first scene is basically he's the scientist standing by as a bunch of military types are realizing that something's gone horribly wrong and a single murder bot is working its way in to kill them all yeah and uh like he's just kind of there but the scene ends with him the camera fully on him and he is reacting to being attacked by the murder bot. Yeah, and that's right. hard. Yeah. That is hard acting. Yeah. And he pulls it off perfectly. Yeah. I just like, I want to, I want a full size 
framed photo of his of the look <laughs> on his face as in that end of that scene. It's just beautiful. Yeah, but all all of his moments of that should have been so dumb, like dumb villain, yeah, dumb stuff. Yeah. And he pulled everything off. I never once didn't either laugh when I wasn't supposed or was was supposed to or didn't. You know, I just knew exactly what I, what was supposed to be happening when he was doing whatever he was doing. And I, I think the movie is a thousand times better for him being in it. He's very he, good. Absolutely. He really kind of escaped that role or that uh, path that he seemed to be going with Last Action Hero as kind of like the campy, uh, right, right. the campy it's, sci-fi, campy actor. Although I guess Alien 3 was still before. Yeah. This. And, and, and this the was thing after is, this, right? No, oh, no, you're right. It is. 92 is yeah, Alien 3. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's one of these actors who he's in a tier of like, how much money he can demand where he has to take some weird roles and he gets to take some nice, you know, like proper British actor roles. Mm-hmm. And like, that's really cool that he's gotten to do that. You know, like his career, when you, when you look at all these things he's been in, it's real up and down. It's hit and miss. No, it's you know? all right. over the place. Yeah. And he seems to be just willing to kind of do whatever he'll be in a video game. He's in black four or black ops four, I believe was the one he was in recently. He was in Mank this year's, uh, Big Oscar right. nomination. Oh, great role thing. in Mank, yeah. Um, but I think the dude benefited more than anybody I can think of. This is weird to say because I'm trying to think of somebody who's had a bigger boost, and I can't quite think of anyone. I think he may have gotten the best, certainly late career boost out of his Game of Thrones business. Oh, yeah. Because up yeah. till then, things were a little sparse. It was okay. Yeah. Things yeah. here and there. He gets in there. Blows everybody away as Tywin Lannister, who he perfectly embodied that role. Oh, yes. And then since then. And no electric wang. Yeah. Just, and since yeah. then, well, busy, and, busy, and, busy boy it, across it, the board you know, all the way. Yeah. We, we, you have, when you talk about movies and actors, you have to talk about how they look. He, he has nothing uh, going for him in that, in that regard. He looks like a villain. Like you have to, you just have to consider casting him as a villain and there's just not a lot of roles out there, you know, that are like, uh, uh, Tywin Lannister. There's not much for an actor like him to do. Right. And at this time, Stuart Gordon, our director for this film, uh, is, I think like Randy said, or at least implied that I, that directing was fairly good, fairly good. Hmm. Uh, we remember him from episode 24 of film sack director for reanimator his first his first feature film the reanimator 24 oh my episode gosh 24. that's crazy wow i, I want to go back and hear what we thought about Stuart gordon's directing skills then. well and i did by the way found a few that we got to see for example i don't know why we've never had on our list um where is it did i write it down fortress fortress that's the one yes. dude. fortress okay. i've seen that uh, but we have not uh, watched it for what's his back. name um uh, shit, Highlander. Uh, it only be you one. Have the Blu-ray uh, collector's yes. edition. Yeah. Yeah, 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 both. Why can't it be both? <laughs> and that was, <laughs> and that was a big success. He did well with that, which is where he got the money for Space Truckers, and then things kind of got weird on the back end. But um, according to the trivia, but but uh, Fortress is one that I've never seen. Always meant to. Christopher Lambert, or Lambert sitting there on the cover, corner, looking all smoldery. We gotta, we gotta see whatever the shit that is. There, yeah. There's one movie that's been uh, sort of hanging around on our list, if if we ever get to see it, by Stuart Gordon for a long time, uh, wrote and directed, and it's Robot Jocks. Oh, Robot Jocks! Oh, dude. Robot we jocks, can't. We sure. just watched Robot Jocks. <laughs> Real still. <laughs> yeah, no, that looks. That's another one. Like I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of want to do his library now. Not that I, you know, we. I I guess we did see reanimator and it's kind of dumb, but 
uh, I'm into all this stuff. Let's see all these yeah. things. Let's do sure. it. Sure. Ordering the Stuart Gordon DVD Blu-ray yeah. six pack. <laughs> he ra- he's won is, me over. Is, this guy. Um, he doesn't have a huge uh, list. He's directed maybe ten movies total. Um, it's a little bit. Uh, it's almost like trauma adjacent. Because he he has this thing that he does, especially in this movie. This movie is needs to be defined by the fact that it looks like it's cheap. Yeah. It looks somehow, you know, like they go they go to great lengths and spend a lot of money to make the movie look like it's out of its own place. Like, oh, oh, this is a sci-fi from the seventies. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Very much so. Like the effects and everything are sort of with a few exceptions, are very cheap-looking. When he's flying through trying to find what containers he's supposed to attach to, that are the robot ones, and he's in that kind of bay, right. it looks like some Lego thing. It's just weird. Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. great from you know, 1996, right? Yeah, but you it could have been better than that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can certainly cover right. up wires when people are, now, are see, floating that was, in zero gravity. That yeah, was yeah. the worst, most egregious uh, <laughs> thing I have ever seen on yeah. any film sack movie. It's yeah. like... Oh, generally you don't see something <laughs> that hardcore. I mean, there was literally like at least it felt like almost three seconds of him flipping with a wire. And I'm like, yeah. they didn't even lazy. Try. It's just lazy. Yeah. yeah. But there's a, but there's a yeah. lot of things that were, again, they were almost constructed to look bad. Like, like the mustard falling onto the hot dog. Oh, that right? was great and terrible. <laughs> you think it was? You think it was intentionally bad on that? No, I, I mean think... it was just it was as good as they were willing to spend the money to yeah, have. Right, right, what yeah. right. What was that magnetic mustard anyway? Yeah, it was like that was, it was great. in space, <laughs> and then it got near the hot dog, and I was like, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I thought that stuff's so stupid. But I don't. Is want that this. what you guys have? Just play. Is that what Dennis, you think? That's what Dennis Hopper eats. Just, just hot dogs. Plain, that's what you're supposed to eat. Yeah. You're supposed plain to mustard. only put mustard on a hot dog. Just, just a mustard. Yeah, Brian okay. has been very clear about this through the years. <laughs> mustard only, <laughs> unless it's a Chicago dog, and then you put everything. Then you, on. yeah. Then right. uh, then all bets are off. But here's the thing: the weird, the part that no one's going to really talk about, nobody wants to talk about, is he fed the rest of his hot dog to oh, a pig. Right. Yeah, I know. To and it was, a pig. it was. So, but isn't that what? people really do isn't that the kind of weird shit that humans do they don't think about when they're doing it it's like hey go buddy and it's like that's how you get mad cow disease whatever here you go yeah (laughs) that's how i fit uh it's like feeding your dog dog you know right right wait where'd you get dog from how'd you get (laughs) little chunks of dog scott yeah yeah, look i go to korea every other weekend i get what i need okay (laughs) My brother, my brother loves dog. He seriously would eat it if they let him here. He oh my gosh! No, don't say that. Wow, that's the truth. He would. He loves it. <laughs> Wait, he loves he's it. getting a little too close to my dog. He, li- I don't- <laughs> <laughs> he has. He likes dogs like some sort of weird dog stew he used to make when he was in his orphanage. He tells us about it all the time. Okay. But when he you comes know. to the house, I always go, Matt, stay away from my dogs. Stay away. From yeah, my dogs. you know, I. It's like, yeah, that's such a weird <laughs> it thing. Weird. It's just that, cultural. That, you know, it's like, even though if I grew up eating dog, I mean, it'd be funny because I'd be like, oh, every time I get a whip of dog's breath, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't oh get a God. whiff of cow's breath and go, I could go for <laughs> a steak. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Something smells like hamburger. Yeah, I guess so. That was me. Oh, but it is. That was, one of the, that was one of the best scenes. Yeah. It, it was so tragic and just, you know, it was the classic tropey scene, you know, of holding your buddy who's been hit and it's like, I never really think about it. Is that something that people really think about when they've been shot? Like with 
something like burning, that. I mean, yeah, would you probably. smell? Yeah. Oh, when you smell the hammer, right. well, something, somebody's cooking hammer. <laughs> I hate to, and I'm going to say it, it's going to be controversial, but I think that guy might, might be the best actor in the whole, yeah, in the whole movie. Oh, it was wow. pretty impressive. Because oh, you see him impressive. earlier with the whole, his, he thinks he's carrying sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and he blinks a couple times. And <laughs> Yeah, that guy was yeah. good. By the way, Vernon Wells, and if you notice him, well, you had to notice him. He was, yes. Got the weird yeah. bur- beard and the weird stuff. You know him from such things as Commando, uh, Weird Science, yeah. Inner Space, this film, and of course, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. That's right. Mm. Yeah, a little Mad Max connection there, folks. Yeah, right? he's the guy who... Uh, the the big the kind of the big bad, not the big bad who's wearing the hockey mask in Road Warrior, but the... okay. The guy who clings onto the front of Mad Max's truck and then pulls himself back up into the cab. And, right, right. He's and, more like the he's like the action villain, whereas the other guy right. is just a just walk away. We just behind want the, the scenes gas. villain. Yeah. yeah, right. You know who we haven't talked about yet? We haven't talked about uh, Bitch and Betty. We always talk about the AIs and these yeah. science fiction ship AI you know, voices yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, Sandra Dickinson yeah. played our. I don't. Bitch and I, Betty. I really. If it was a thing I disliked a lot, it was maybe that because it was just so leaning into, you know, well, the future, if we're going to be trucking, everybody's got to have an accent and bitch and Betty's going to sound like she's like this. And I'm like, all right. Southern, Southern accent, uh, uh, sentient truck. Yep. Space truck. Yep. Kind of annoyed me a little. Is this a little too far? Yes, but, but nowadays we know that if you're going to give everybody an iPhone, you're going to give them lots of choices for what Siri yeah. sounds like. And they're going to choose basically their own oh, voice. God. They're going to, you know, yes. so like I actually, I actually thought that was perfect that, that the, the, the AI voice was suitable for the characters. And I imagined right. that back, you know, like Charles dance has a, a space car that he drives a space limo or something mm-hmm. and that his AI voice was different. There was, well, it his was ship was cool. British. Like, let's talk about that ship for a second. That was some red dwarf crazy oh, ass freaking. Yeah. Yes. That yes, was a big cool. open maw in the front. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of the ship from uh, star blazers, the old anime cartoon where they, exactly they, what I thought yeah. it looks very much like a star blazers. Everything that was going on, there was like a star blazers, but it was also mimicking like treasure Island and just all these story tropes. Yeah. There was port them all in there. Yeah. I loved it. Interesting. To me is just floating Mad Max ship with just a big yeah. old skull, a skull and crossbones on the side. Like that is again, execution's not necessarily right on the money here, but these concepts are some of my favorite for space stuff. I love yeah. the concept of, you know, basically lawless piratey bullshit in space. I just right. love it. I love it. And I love the idea that, you know, you can't go anywhere without getting accosted by some pirates who want to take whatever your load is. Jack your load, you know. Jack your load. Although we heard "Jack your load" a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was a little heavy-handed there. Too, too much, really. That's okay because when I was when I was trying to when I was trying not to, you know, I was like, oh no, Jack. They're gonna say Jack your load again. I was like, oh wait, now they're showing like robot glutes. Okay, yeah. I'm down with this. This is. <laughs> This yeah, is nice. those okay. Let's talk about those robots for a second. Designed by that Japanese artist, I forgot his name. Uh, oh, yeah, Ibid mentioned this. Uh, yes, you did in our chat is, previously. Um, yeah, yep. I can't remember who, that. Artist. Soriyama. It's uh, the artist who did a lot of um, sexy robot ladies in the eighties and nineties. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like 
anything. Now, like, is that the de facto chrome looking Omni magazine cover? Yes, lady. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Omni magazine. There you go. That's probably that's that's probably what Soriyama's right. These kind were of great. Fame were, I love these robots. They, they were, were great really cool designs, especially as you watch them building themselves. Right, and they're yes. you know they're. Um, their forearms are coming out of their biceps and their legs, you know, coming out of their shins and stuff like that. I don't know why they have to have a ball sack with glowy uh, love Christmas lights inside. But. Yeah, because you got to pour them in the, had to pour in the Christmas lights into the scrote sack, and it was it yeah. was weird, but also made it more organic and kind of creepier. And his yeah. his art yeah, is very for sure. His art is very airbrush e uh, yes. for the time, yes. like it was like Captain Airbrush, everything he drew and. And uh, it's if you've never really taken a look at it, you know, be warned. Some of it's a little on the erotic yeah. side. A lot yeah. of it's on the probably uh, probably a lot of us had at least the posters on our walls, right? And I had, I have, I still have the uh, back when everything was trading cards, collector cards in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, I actually have a set of Soriyama cards that talk about each of his. So it's got the art on one side, and then on the back it talks about the the piece and why he did it and stuff like that. Right. I just remember the one that was like the space fair of faucet looking mm-hmm. pose. Oh, wow! Like. With the yeah, with the nipples yeah. that needed their own support. If you're, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, <laughs> polishing. If you're thinking, oh, Soriyama must have designed something else, like whatever that is, whatever just crossed your mind. Yeah, this other yeah. movie that has a thing. No, he didn't. He has almost no credit. No, he did. No, he did. Um, he didn't do it's, it's, yeah. it, it's just really shocking when you go to his IMDb page and it's like he he it just. It's like two movies yeah. that he ever worked How is about. he not yeah. as big as H.R. Giger and right, you know, designing right. stuff like that? Because it feels like any science fiction movie could be elevated by yeah. design Because like these look yeah, I mean, cool. They look really, great. really cool. And there were a couple of yeah. scenes when there's a bunch of them like slinking around, you know, and props to the to the female stunt ladies who did the costumes, which <laughs> according to the trivia was all slinking. ladies. Jimmy bots. Yeah. They were really kind of freaky these things and i liked them a lot a lot actually i wouldn't mind like a full-blown full-size one of those things just staring me down in my office like a statue yeah Yeah. about about 20 years ago there was a tv series called sex tv went on for years i went on for a decade and sex tv was always the worst letdown because you you'd come across it on i guess cinemax i don't remember where it was how could you not be disappointed i mean is sex tv or like your expectations are way up there right yeah (laughs) and then it it just called love death and robots or uh, right right. but like sex tv always turned out to just be somebody talking to somebody else about making sexy designs for some movie and he's uh soriyama has an episode of sex tv called remote control romancing the robot and they just talk to him about you know making sexy robots and it's just uh again sex tv huge letdown but i just can't get over that this guy i don't know what what maybe he worked in comics or something because like like i say he just doesn't really have a a place in in the history of film well i'm looking at his history here he mostly did well he did a lot of like non-robot erotica as well mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. worked with uh, uh what was the gamut what was that guy's name? who ran penthouse who founded who ran oh, who ran Bottertown? Guccione, Guccione. Oh, okay. he was big buds with him which is why he showed up in omni because that was also a Guccione project um yeah. but anyway he doesn't i'm trying to find more stuff here i don't even know what he's oh he's done recent stuff well, anyway, oh, is he really? I'm fascinated by a lot of those guys patrick nagel in the 80s yeah. i was super fascinated yeah. by his work and i you know i realize we're we were all young boys who were 
Ooh, look at the sexy lady. Titillated <laughs> by the... <laughs> but, but there was also, like, just straight up something about that era's version of pinup uh, right. style that's that's unique uh, in, in the decades or whatever. So mm-hmm. I find it really fascinating today. I would really be curious about where he's at now or what he's doing or just, like, a documentary on the dude. I love stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. maybe there's something out there. If anyone knows where I can get a... What's his name? Shmooky Shmoriyami, whatever it is. Soriyama. But you got to say, even even if you go the Soriyama designed the robot, I mean, the execution of that translation is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, those suits are pretty good. Oh, they're awesome. They're very yeah. cool. Technically, like I feel like the whole budget went there because they look great. Yeah. They look mm-hmm. real good. Even the head with the three lights, which is like, all right, you don't want to just have like a sexy lady robot head. You've got to do something, and the 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 you know the the try the triangle Toblerone bar uh, look. <laughs> it's a good way of doing that, and still making it look like it's menacing because you don't have a human face to kind of sympathize or not sure. sympathize, but uh, right. But and all that all yeah. that even made me uh, be okay with how long it took for those things to charge up for the disintegration every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it sounded like you were charging up a flash bulb on a on an old camera or something. Oh, those weird freaking ball sacky things when yeah. when yeah. Charles Dance went and squeezed him. I know you talked about it earlier. But, <laughs> so gross. Yeah, I um, I was gonna say uh, I I don't know why I didn't say this before, but like literally my inspiration for this rock runners game that's almost done on kickstarter is this kind of world this is it like it's we got we're in a race to mine the most rocks and screw each other over and there's pirates and there's aliens and there's there's stuff stopping you from getting all the rocks back like it's like space it was almost called space rocks except somebody was using that for something else so i had changed it and went alliterative but the point is like this world setting is so my jam i did not know we were watching this i couldn't be happier about it because it's dumb, and, but it's great. And yeah, and I almost, I almost feel like we need to stop describing it because, yeah, uh, like describing it takes away the magic of it entirely. Like you were just talking about Charles Dance squeezing testicle sacks, and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, well, like again on paper that doesn't sound like anything you should want to watch. <laughs> right, you know? right, yeah, but it works right. here somehow. It works here, and it's weird. Uh, Loaded magazine describes the film as Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope uh, meets Predator meets Hook. <laughs> Meat hook. Meat hook. Meat hook. Like the movie hook. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I guess the the hook part is that ship full of lost boys, quote unquote. Lost boys. Yeah. I mean, like, isn't that all all of that's really really just Treasure Island? I mean, it's just. Yeah. It all kind of falls back to that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, that's a fair way of putting it. And I'll bet you, uh, I'll bet you in 96, a name like Space Truckers didn't work as well. As it would work today, because today we've got a better sense of irony, I think, and right. we have more fun with things like snakes on a plane. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just it's so ubiquitous. Every name's been used. So then when you just go right to the bone and go space truckers, that's fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. In '96, yeah, I would have gone. What are you doing? That's at the same doing? at the same time. This movie found my limits for everything, like for literally everything. <laughs> like right out of the gate, we're in the we're in a space truck with a space trucker, and he's driving along, and there's a billion billboards in space. <laughs> yeah. oh, so and many. I was like, I was like, that makes sense. 
that's funny. Thank you, movie. You put a smile on my face. But if I see one more billboard in space, it'll be right. one too many. And the movie, <laughs> the movie didn't force that on me again. And I yeah, like right. it for that. Yeah. yeah. Right. I almost went back and I was like, oh, what'd they say? I'm going to do a riff on some of that. And I was like, nah, it's like, I doubt anybody really stopped the movie and really focused in on that. I'm not saying people didn't. I know there were two Cuban, there was two Cuban brothers that made some kind of food. And they were in chef's hats that right. I remember. And that's it. I liked it. The character. I liked that. Our um, oh, I liked that that Charles Dance uh, picked his pirate name based on a cigar <laughs> brand, <laughs> right? I, and, yeah, yeah, and he was always smoking that cig. He really went into his own branding there. Yeah. And had a oh, so not just smoking it, but licking it, licking slobbering it. all over it. Yeah, dying. He, he to had a it, real. He had a real up. egg and chicken question for me, though. He says he rebuilt from from scratch. He re- rebuilt his own brain. Right. Doesn't that it was take a brain to do that? You need a brain. Exactly. I, that was. I think that was the ridiculousness of it that they just didn't linger on. They're like, mm-hmm. here's a ridiculous idea, and uh, you know, it's like, let's just keep moving. We're yeah. gonna play it straight. Yeah, playing it straight. And uh, I, I will say, I wrote down here that I got a little tired of seeing. Um, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. All of a sudden, George Wentz. George Hopper. Hopper. Dennis Hopper's little. Uh, he's wearing his his hat. He had on his little boxers. You know. Oh, right. Every time he sat anywhere, you just got this little squeezed up looking little man. Yeah, he had those. I mean, okay, it's 96. So he had those old school powder blue boxers, right? Is that one I remember? Right. Yeah. 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 It was a bad look, is all I'm saying. That's all the, yeah, that's all Grandpa ever wore back then. (laughs) It's very much a Grandpa thing. You know what? George Went is another example of you gave me as much as I could take. Uh, Right. He he is, he is the, uh, like, uh, one of the ultimate tropes in this movie. He is the, the truck stop mafia boss, right? Yep. Yep. Um, apparently, apparently, uh, like I, I, I'm not thinking of others, but like, uh, you know, you, you arrive at this truck stop and he runs this town, you know what I mean? And he, and right, he's gonna, right. he's gonna, he made you a deal, but he's breaking the deal and so on. He's a heavy. And, uh, I got, <laughs> I was, yeah, right. But I was just like, I was getting a little tired of it really fast because George went doesn't carry that he's not Mm -hmm. he doesn't actually intimidate me i think he's funny and i would point at him and laugh and so it's like as soon as we got to the point where uh the bar fight was about to start i'm like i've had enough of george and of course (laughs) the movie knows the movie knows and took care of me yep yeah gave you an An old man moment i think in the hole yep yeah scott scott had mentioned the same thing that i had thought about and that was when went so we had a space moment uh, we blew out a window, yeah. and so now we got space suck. Yep. And so George went, flew into the window, and it's like, oh, for a second there, he's like, okay, this is fine. I'm mm-hmm. not going to die. Really? Like, yeah. like you, you know, like you looked, he went ass first. So we're all thinking, yeah, <sighs> we're about yeah. to see a scene of intestines <laughs> floating Colon through space, blow, basically, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, they didn't do that for us. And I never could figure out if it was the edit or if it was the intent. From the, you know, from I couldn't the, find this start. is a great question. I tried to find some trivia on this because there are tons of moments in this movie where there's severed right. legs and severed arms and a guy cut in half and disintegrated. But then they also heads. do some things where they do off screen. Yeah. Uh, and they touching. cut from that stuff really quick. So either yeah. they were like, we don't think this looks good enough or there's a darker cut of this someplace that's like gross. Yeah. I don't know. Because there was like there was moments when uh, when Charles Dance was like. Uh, grabbing people's manly processes. And I mean, it was all off screen, you know, implied that's what was happening. Yep. 
He had a workspace yep. full of penises he could use in case there was yeah. a problem with the one he had. No, well, when he grabbed Stephen Dorff's dick, it was like yeah. Dorff was Dorf just dick. like, oh, okay, sure. Dorf <laughs> like, yeah. Our liberal <laughs> use yeah. of the D word, uh, for the record, if any, any kids are listening, it's because the movie is full of this reference. It's not just us suddenly. Oh, my gosh, this dick. movie is definitely, it is it is obsessed with, uh, you know, the male genitalia. Yeah. Right. Um, it likes it. It likes a good wing. It likes it. I, I, I do want to point out, I, I don't know why I have to point this out, that it is very, very unrealistic. Uh, if, if the pre- air pressure inside the thing was enough to crush George Went, it would have been enough to crush him before the window was blown out. The right. window being blown out does right. not change the fact that the air pressure inside was a suitable air pressure for somebody to right. hang out and run a diner and eat and so on. Uh, it's uh, like in real in reality, if that situation had happened, maybe he would have floated over to and gotten stuck up, up against the window. But there right. wasn't enough air pressure. Obviously, there wasn't. Right. Enough no, air pressure yeah, that would have been more about le- unless he had like a big fart going on. Maybe that was what. Well, that's true. <laughs> that was the uh, uh, yeah. God, but, I, but I think right, I feel I got, like I got to hold it in. Nope, can't. I, I could vacuum. be wrong, but I feel like that kind of thing is only dangerous because your uh, internal environmental systems are just being. You know, now your oxygen levels are weird. It's it's not right. that much of right. a suction deal, I don't think. Having said that, yes, unrealistic. <laughs> There's a ton of things like that in this movie that are unrealistic, and it works. Like it's right. it's fun and it's funny yeah. because because of what you're seeing and hearing, and you know, like you got you really got to check your brain at the door, yeah. and then you have a good time. Yeah, I, I agree. mean, even, even stuff like things I don't think about often, like you'll see a, a, a spaceship dock inside of another spaceship and in this when the when the pirates you know grab the space trucker uh once the ship is inside they they turn off all the gravity and they just hit the ground and i'm like i don't usually think about it you know the logistics of entering into a ship is the gravity there you know do you have to usually see like little thrusters and things kind of you know slowly yeah Yeah, like newtonian physics do not exist in this film they don't right so it's just it's it's a it's i don't think it's usually visually portrayed how it goes down and they just kind of went full on into it the way the way that truck would just connect to a a billion containers like it was a ball hitch like it doesn't work that way in space there's a lot more (laughs) you got to do but uh, but again you know they they owned that level of reality and then just stuck with it and it was fine it was totally fine uh by the way see if you guys can guess this i will give you a hint it's auto it's there's a tie between a thing that was happening and a thing that was said they're equal and related so it's audio based is what i'm gonna play for you so here's this Gross. What grossed me out? Yeah. So here are my two things. Another really feel like like what you described, but I thought number one, smelling Debbie Mazar's uh, sweat rag. <laughs> after he <dads laughs> her off. Um, Quite the pleasant body odor or something. Was but weird. I think it was the actual Dennis Hopper sticking his actual hand into an actual old lady's mouth before they that cut away. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I one. thought too. And That's for me, it was so many scenes where the sound effect you're hearing is the sound of like goo being pushed through a tube. Yeah, uh, it, it got tiresome almost. Like, like why? Why is this sound so prevalent? Mm. And of course, the you know the scene where they go in to expe- inspect the murder bots is where the that sound is like the most. Uh, you know, meaningful Mm -hmm. and like, I, it just got to me. I was like, I was like squirming because of it. Sure. Well, it's so it got the closest. 
And also that right. that mouth one is a good one. I guess they since it turned out so stupid after it was a robot, I just stopped thinking. About I it. thought it was really about. cool. Yeah, was I good. thought it was really yeah. impressive. It was Funny like defense system. Yeah, that's hey, kind of like you guys. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom here. <laughs> that's kind of like the moments like when Schwarzenegger pulls the ball out of his nose and totally. Yeah. 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 It's one of those moments like yeah, yeah, because it's kind of gross but you and know shocking. That, that first scene is Oliver is, is, it is. Uh, is Schwarzenegger actually jamming a thing into his. Yeah, it's great. I love that too. Love it. Um, but here's what it actually was. I'll play the audio. Uh, it was basically dead on. Here you go. Mm. I compliment you, my dear. You have a strong, distinctive, and not altogether unpleasant body odor. Gross, dude. <laughs> <laughs> not altogether unpleasant. Yeah. Not altogether, yeah. Ugh, just that whole. And them in the ship being all. Ugh, that ship was way too cramped, way too hot. 120 degrees Fahrenheit in there? Mm-hmm. Get yes. out, dude. <laughs> Stinky everybody. Steven Dorf, you know. Stinky everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, my he- God. And oh my god, the thing that grossed me out the most is okay. So I have I have teenagers. Okay, yeah, you do. And so the one thing they do that I have to yell at them about is wear some freaking socks with your shoes because ain't nothing funkier mm-hmm. than sweaty feet and shoes. Yep. And yeah. my friend, he was sweating and he took those boots off. Mm-hmm. And uh, gross. Oh, you got a glimpse of the no feet. socks uh, when when uh, Debbie Mazar pulls her boots off. Her feet looked chewed up. Yes. Why was she actually wearing the boots for however long? <laughs> right. Like you could, were all sweated up and wrinkled. Oh, and, and like they were all yeah. There was all these like marks on her yeah. feet from those uncomfortable boots. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Hey, at oh, the end, God, the at feet the end, in that the impl- room must have been horrible. The end. The implication. I don't. We have to. We don't have to get into her mom too much because that whole thing's weird. But uh, oh, the mom. Yeah, do you know who the mom is? I believe that no. was Barbara Crampton from the Reanimator and uh, several other. Oh no way. Okay, well, that's yeah. not surprised me based yeah. on. It definitely is Barbara Crampton, but yeah. uh, the fact that she was in. And so many great is not a surprise. That is not a shock. Yeah. yeah. But they, but they, you know, them, uh, the, the implication is that Dorf and, and, uh, Mazar were always meant, they were meant to be the couple and there was no way this guy. So I, I, I don't know how I feel about the consolation that is, Hey, you almost ended up with somebody your own age, but instead she's cryo slept and she's basically your daughter's age. That's just weird. Which was, We've got a, a trope that we've hit on many times, and it's like, uh, and you win a lady, you know, like right. You win, yeah. <laughs> right? Look under your seats. Yeah. You win a you lady. Win a lady. Yeah, uh, you could weird. tell. You can tell that there were no women actually involved in the writing or making of this right. movie. Yeah, I, I kind of it, it bothered me, and also was like, it's like okay, it's like it's like okay, that's that's not right because he's you know physically a lot older than her. But then again, they also had a lot of the same experiences in life at the same time, except she's missed the last 20 years. And I'm like, so I was like, ah, I don't know how I feel about it, but it definitely felt I couldn't tell if I I don't know. I know how I feel about it. It was so it was just like, I don't know how to feel about this right now. It's, you know what? It's, gonna... it's better. It's better, though. She's better for him than right. her daughter because they at least were going to have the same childhood. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So a little bit something, I don't know, but it still, it felt like weird, mm-hmm. weird. You just reminded me that I loved the uh, escape to earth sequence where 
uh, Stephen Dorff and Debbie Mazar realize that they're seeing Dennis Hopper uh, exploding in the atmosphere. Yes, and, and are like they're they're just kind of like it's a close up of them, and only and and of course it's a close up because they didn't want to uh, build out their entire uh, suits, <laughs> right. so you're only seeing them wearing a neck piece of the of the <laughs> oh, no right. socks, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so but again, but it's beautiful. Like it's this the, the looks on their faces and everything. And then when Dennis Hopper is suddenly on a parachute, going, "Hi, I'm here!" Like, yeah. oh, it made me so happy. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was that was a good cheap moment. But I loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed I it. it too. I was like, I also liked. I mean, there were so many times at the end of the movie, I was like, "Well, that's crazy. That's crazy." It's like, oh, they're going to throw the briefcase out. This that SAG had booby trapped. You know, and I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone else guess that? No. Well, I saw the movie before, so I can't say. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't see that coming. Or did I? I don't know. Did I? Now that I think about it, now that I've seen it, I'd like to say that I saw it coming, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I did. (laughs) No, I did not see that coming. No, no. I didn't see it coming. I will say that this this movie had an effed up soundtrack. Effed up. Oh, man. So 80s in places. With like the saxophone sexy music. Oh yeah, baby. It was this weird. is ninety six, Dale. Now it doesn't know. matter. Yeah. Doesn't is matter. That it, why I is that why I woke up thinking of yacht rock? <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. You know Maybe what? there's yeah, a whole bunch of con- there's a combination of stuff going on in here. There's some of it that's like regular old you know some good adventure music, and then occasionally it would be like plinky piano stuff, and it was weird, mm-hmm. very odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, splashed together, kind of like somebody ran out of money and they used some like libraries that were. Not free, but I don't know. Some stock stuff. Like, I don't know. It just was really all over the place. And I don't know what would have helped that, but something better than what they got. That wasn't very good. Uh, also, I was complaining that the they microwave. Their money. I was bugged that the microwave on the head thing happened until I realized actually that might work if you only pierced. I don't know what the bottom of a microwave is made of, but if you right. assuming that the parts that heat the, all the heating element stuff and all that are in the sides or top right. and you bust through the bottom in theory, that still works. You could still microwave. Well, it's, it's according if all the, if the mechanical parts are not in the bottom, which I yeah, think. And, and probably a lot of the stuff at the bottom rotator. is just the lazy Susan stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, just the, the motor rotator. for, for rotating the. Yeah. All right. I feel better about that now. But the then time, again, it's I like, so your disintegrator, <laughs> you, your disintegrator, disintegrator robot can't handle a little microwave action, mm-hmm. even though it can, you know, can exist in space or whatever else. But OK. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Again, see, it's a weird thing to get nitpicky about. For some reason, it stood out for me. Yeah, I try. I got a little annoyed with that because I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. All you got to do is hold on to the stupid thing and push the button. Yeah. That's that's literally all you got. You could just sit in your seat. And just hit the button every couple of seconds. That's all you got to do. They made this movie in Wickflow, Ireland, by the way, because they oh, got amazing Wickflow. tax breaks there, oh, like super, super cheap on the taxes. And uh, no idea then. where that is. I don't know wow, either. how much? Mo- <laughs> do y'all need to break after all your filming today? <laughs> As they they would say in their accent. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I was gonna also say I forgot. Uh, uh, what was it? I don't remember. Oh, the tubes, the toothpaste food tubes. Blah. Yeah, food tubes. That grossed mm-hmm. me out because I knew what those were. Those are repurposed tubes of toothpaste. Now, I know they're not yeah. eating toothpaste. I'm sure there's something else Why not? in there. I don't know. Maybe they were, but I doubt it. Um, right. I mean, I watched them squeeze something into their mouths, and it exited there is, the tube. There is, a, there is food products that are, are sold in, in tube format. Uh, but those were straight like, up. Those had to be 
I mean, they could have been. Don't you, do you remember the? There was like a gum at one point in time that was sold like. Oh, yeah, like yeah the tube, yeah. right? But you, but you don't change products. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what toothpaste comes in and what it looks like, you don't put something that's the opposite of toothpaste <laughs> ever in that form, right. because then you're misleading the public. Like, uh, you don't know if your kid is eating toothpaste or gum. It saliva, just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah what is the activated espressos? What is the opposite of toothpaste? I love that phrase. Uh, that just be <sighs> anything, but, anything but toothpaste. Any candy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. Anything that's like candy-ish. All right. Yeah. So that you're, you're saying the kids would be in the bathroom going, are you, and you'd go like, are you brushing your teeth? And like, yeah, mom. You know, it's like <laughs> they're just right. eating right. Twix, Twix flavored eggs. Yeah. So like no one does it. Like I, I realize that we have a history of people doing that exactly thing we have candy cigarettes not long ago but oh yeah mm-hmm. still I just, do it like, chewing tobacco i looked yeah. up food and tubes and google auto-completed sweden for me thank yeah. you uh <laughs> thank you sweden. is that a popular swedish i guess so food, food and tubes, tubes. sweden yeah. why yeah. sweden loves food and tubes so we're gonna be hearing it from the swedes i guess yeah you can still by the way on amazon prime irish prime people shipping. try tubed swedish food interesting yeah, fish funny. sperm reindeer okay that's just gross oh. don't don't look that up fish sperm i regret everything i don't want to know more about that um i found on amazon a, a 24 pack of world confections candy cigarettes you can still buy these they're on prime 10 oh, bucks yeah. and uh you too can look like a kid who's smoking so Dude, they literally had powdered sugar in, in them, so when you blew on the candy cigarettes, it would puff out smoke yes. one time. It was an one, odd. You only got one. It was now, was that time. intentional or was that like a food preservative? I never could figure it out. I'm like, are they trying to be clever here or is this? Oh, was it just part food? of the deal? I don't know. Because, I, thought, I mean, if you yeah. remember the old baseball card bubble gum, it was covered in a fine coat of that powder like as well. dust, yeah. Big yeah. I think just chew? to keep it from sticking to the cards. Was it, right. big, was it Big League Chew you're talking about? Hold on. Where is it? Well, Big yeah. League Chew was the chewing tobacco oh, gum. Shredded. Yeah. They, baseball, they still sell that. Ooh, yeah. Baseball that cards came in a, a pack of, of waxed paper, mm. and I can, I could tell you with my eyes closed whether or not mm. I was touching that. I know exactly right. how it feels. Yeah. I can right. tell nothing, nothing in my life has ever felt like the waxed paper of a pack of baseball cards. Right. Did you – Um. Was it as forbidden fruit in your household as it was in ours? If we had big league chew, my parents lost their minds. They would get oh, yeah, God, because huh. there was there was no way to be reasonable about big league chew. You couldn't just like, I'm going to chew a gum-sized wad of big league chew. <laughs> no, you had to like, you had to pack that thing <laughs> in there. A third of the pouch, yeah. Right, you really was no, there's no justification, lid. right? You're either going to, yeah. you're going to be a pig about it. It's also, right. it's like right. chew. You know, what could you tell your parents that was like, positive it's not good for you it's right. crappy sugar gum like yeah. nothing here but but me nothing. trying to sneak but around the re- my parents. but the reason your parents were opposed to it was it approximated chewing tobacco and they were afraid that you were going to start with big right. league chew and go on to chewing tobacco at age 13 mm-hmm. yeah and and so they were mad and like it's like why if you're are, expecting right like I, I think about it now. Like I don't really have any products out there that, as a parent, I feel like, man, those the people making these products are opposed to me. Like mm-hmm. they are, they are in conflict with. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. mm-hmm. it's, more, it's just a gateway drug. <laughs> it's, it's more, it's more content than the actual products. You know. I wonder if right. anyone did gateway it though. Did you think any kids chewed Big League Chew? No, and then, and then because later. I'm telling you, if you chew Big League Chew and then you went on to something else, like, oh God, this the is. Disgusting. Exactly. The first time you put actual chewing tobacco in your mouth yeah. after 
This big is not like you're going back to big league chill. Like Absolutely. how about as someone who never smoked, how about like like candy cigarettes? But there, there's, there's no through line. No, right? there's no. no, there's none, none. Uh, I I disagree. Fears. I think there is a through line. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of tobacco products out there that are sweetened and flavored, mm. and I do I do think that those are the the middleman between candy and uh, you know Marlboro Reds. <laughs> so if you're an eight year old and you're like. Ooh, I'll try that. And then, you know, a few years later, you're 12, 13, you're at some party or after school and some kid goes, hey, you want to drag off of this or whatever? You might you might go. Oh. Hey, you remember in grade school, I used to eat those uh, candy. <laughs> These aren't like those, but they're kind of sweet. Yeah, there's a little try? bit of sweetness in them. You want it? Why is this voice? Why did it have this voice? I don't this know. I, that's that's all the parties I went to. I don't you know. <laughs> your parties were. Y'all want to put this in your mouth and see what come down on me? Right. Uh, yeah, but like the the worst ever story uh, a parent ever told was that if you went to parties, people were going to give you very, very expensive things. Mm. No, they Mm. didn't. They kept it to themselves. I I went to those parties and, uh, the, there was booze and it was being hidden in a room and kids were guarding access to it. There was, it was not being spread around because they, they had spent every dollar they had on that booze. Right. Right. Um, sorry. I just noticed, I was trying to find a picture of the Horiyumi guy the artist right, and right. It, oh, it, was all, it was all Soriyama. sorry oh, I, I prefer horiyama he is but then, right? i could only find pictures of him in the 80s where he's really young just so yeah. young and then suddenly i saw him today and he is no longer young he is really old now all right anyway yeah what passes. happened to him yeah what happened to time did, time's what weird do, time sucks yeah i don't like it <laughs> i don't like time time's dumb Anyway, uh, all right, I can do I can do clips. Do you guys want clips? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've been really interested in the clips because I'm like, how does this play outside oh, of oh, the film? Because there's clips. such a visual mm-hmm. spectacle going on in this film that I didn't get a chance to divorce the two. I agree so with I'm, you. I'm really I, interested. I, I agree with you, but I got a, I had a good relationship with the clip on yesterday. It worked out well. Good. And okay. I'll start with this one. It's just a really good holy shit. Here you go. Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> holy. Like <laughs> Uh, some early dialogue between uh, our two main male actors. Where's my beer and when do I get paid? You can unhook your rig, can you? Stop by the office in half an hour. I'll cut you a check. Mm. I'll uh, unhook when I got my money. No offense. You know that's not company policy. Yeah, I know that. That's why it's my policy not to unhook until I'm paid. It was decent acting. Here's the thing. It was. How many of those pigs in that They're long wild. chain of containers... Some of them are dead. You know they're dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know they are. I've been looked in on in a while. Right. Yeah. He can't check on all of them. He's only sure. in, like, the first car. What's he going to do? Like, they're going to deliver those, and, like, one out of every eight pigs is just a rotting square corpse of yeah. beef and, or pork. It's bad. Pork. All right. Here's some. Uh, I, the, this isn't going to be your pork. first reference to boobs, uh, but here's one of them. I still own my own rig, pick my own loads, and don't sell ad space on my tits if that's what you're talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. With your, you know, with your. Tits. I thought that was great. I love that line. Uh oh. Here you go. Here's one of these. Some piece of garbage wrapped in human skin is trying to jack my load. Yeah. Trying to okay. jack my load. I've just realized who I want to star in the Space Trucker series in the Dennis Hopper role. When they when they get around to remaking this thing, 
and it is Ryan Reynolds because of <laughs> no. the because yeah. of the attitude that you got to deliver those lines with. Yeah, yeah. do it with a straight bad. face, very much so. It's not yeah. bad. I'm trying to think of somebody who's a little more curmudgeonly fifties, you know, mid, mid late fifties. Who who would that be? Right. Um, I, I don't I don't Ooh. know. Luis Guzman. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> oh, that would I would definitely watch that. Yeah. I want them to revive this series. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, put it. Or, I say series. It only made one, but let's do a whole. You know, yeah. Let's get a put HBO another Max twenty series. years. Chris Pratt would be perfect for this. I think. Yep, he'd be good. Although, yeah, he's good. Party for in space anyway. Why not? Yeah, he's good for everything except staying with his first wife. All right, here's your next uh, clip. Me. <laughs> Some kind of blowout. Well, normally we'd have some kind of blowout. Now, the worst part of that <laughs> is this. What kind of burp is that? <laughs> I think that is a beer burp. I think okay, it's. Yeah. A, I think it's real. I think it, yeah. it happened while he was saying the line, and they were like, "Okay, that's the best take ever." Yeah. Yeah, but listen. To he that. was he was pounding down some Schaefer's in his trailer before he came out to do this scene. <laughs> that's that is a Schaefer's burp. <laughs> That's uh, very hoppy, isn't or it? Some, kind of or some a, sucks. Guess it has some sucks. Some it right. does. It does have a kind of a a, a, a multi earthy uh, quality to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Here's uh, that circus thing. The circus. All right. That was fun. <laughs> the circus. He just laid into that, and it is. They just let the whole scene roll. He just kept talking about the circus, the circus, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, yeah. they haven't called cut yet. Yep. All right. Also, check, uh, so, uh, runner-up chicken in the bucket was Mr. Zesty, and uh, oh, here, man. here he is right here. It's problematic, John. I love Mr. Zesty, and I wanted more. Yeah, and he's like that weird. <laughs> it's 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 got to be a, it's a trope. I just couldn't quite place it, but he's like, you know, he's the he's the center of all the underground. He's yeah. controlling everything, right? These characters are in all kinds of movies, often sci-fi, but it's like um uh. uh of uh, Tim Blake, Blake Nelson in Minority right. Report, or you and you uh, imagine that the, 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 the person never leaves that desk, they're yeah, like, yeah, you know, they're like they're always just kind operating almost oracle, like a machine, kind of an oracle type. It's hard to explain, I don't go, know oracle. what that is, yeah. but I love that concept, yeah. and it's not nearly enough in this movie, but anyway, you know, um, you know what else uh, never leaves uh, the toilet is the toilet bot. Oh, yeah, the toilet bot. Yeah, she's there, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. a permanent fixture. On same the same bot. thing every single time. <laughs> I love that concept, so dumb. <laughs> All right, here's welcome to the scum cluster. Welcome to the scum cluster. Oh, he said the same thing. I did. <laughs> Uh, here's the computer. She sucked. Warning. Density 10 asteroid field. Freight driver, you're approaching too fast for evasive maneuvers. Ugh. Ugh. She's done a lot of voice work, though. I, I, I kind of... Is she from Rosie uh, from the Jetsons? Oh, that's who it is. Dang it. I struggled really hard to... I guess I could have looked harder. Yeah. I I barely looked, but that's how I know the Sandra Dickinson. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if she's. No, no, the, that's it. Oh, yeah, is she, she not from of, that? No. no, no. I'm just saying that that sound, like. is, her voice is very much like that. But uh, yeah, where do I know her from? Then this is going to annoy me. She's been in a, a bunch of things, voice work. I'm trying to see. Exactly not even just voice. See. She's in all sorts of live action stuff. Ready uh, Player One, Supergirl, Superman mm-hmm. Three. Oh, she was the original Trillion in the Hitchhiker's Guide BBC series. They did. Oh wow, really? Oh, good. Yeah. Holy that was cow. a good. They got a good get then because 81. that's awesome. Yeah, back in '81, and then she was in. She was in Super. Superman three 
her. Oh, she was the wife. Oh, yeah, yeah she did the wife. kind of that. Oh, okay, I remember. Yeah. That. yeah. So she did some stuff, some things. Christmas uh, night with the two Ronies. What the crap is that? Go I ahead. I'm know. sorry. I didn't mean to get <laughs> sidetracked. All I know is she is still working real hard. She's in 2020 things. She's still with us, born in 48. And uh, she looks like she's still got it. Working. She played, uh, she was in Tell from the Crypt as the Crypt Keeper. No, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's in Ready Player One as an old boxing woman. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that role. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway. Meh. Well Meh. done, Meh. ship Meh. lady. Uh, here's some, oh, a great total bullshit. That's total bullshit. Okay, that's your uh, that's your oh, Stephen Dorff. Yeah, total bullshit. I've seen Stephen Dorff's Wiener. He was naked in a movie I saw once, and it was kind of hard to watch. What was that called? Uh, Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff's Wiener. Why are you Why are you going here? Um, I don't know. It? It's uh, it was like this thing where I went, wow, <laughs> Stephen Dorff's really leaving a mark. He's decided to come out with full full wiener. I mean, full wiener, like full wiener. Heat stroke, was it? No. And you're still talking about it. Yeah, I know. I'm still going. All right. Here's this. uh, Oh, it's hot in here. Oh, it's hot in here. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I was expecting you to add the, so take off all your clothes music. Oh, I should have done it. I, yeah, I was doing it. Yeah. Or this. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, What do we got here? Oh, here's some of that weird soundtrack stuff. Freaking peanuts! What is that? <laughs> I don't know. That it's was so bizarre. A lot of so, noise. So eighties uh, Michael Keaton slapstick comedy music. Yeah. yeah, it just didn't fit. I didn't like it. Uh, okay, what? I don't remember this. It's a mistake to give up caring. Oh, uh, Australian feller. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Mad Max guy. He's pretty cool. Right, right, right. Uh, he is gonna kill you anyway. <laughs> My favorite char- sub character that we never got to learn enough about was the guy named Scummy. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah! Isn't he the guy that caught a uh, a grenade to the stomach in the elevator? Yes, the, that is how it? he it was called out. a. It was it was called something like a nut bomb or something. What was it called? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like like I, I think I wrote it down. Yep. And uh, the guy named the guy named Scummy is my uh, IMDb photo of the week. Wow. Uh, the actor's name is Pat Laffin. Pat, Pat Laffin. Laffin. Pat Laffin. I don't and, see him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know this guy. He does, he's not recognizable to me because he's kind of like every man looking. Yeah. But his IMDb photo in his in that photo, he is a floating head, and it is glorious. Oh yeah, there's nice. no connection to a body there. Look at that. Yeah. Well, he he bit a a death nut. Oh, we've seen that. him before. He yeah. was in the Saint. We saw that, didn't we? Did we do the Saint, or did we avoid that? The Val- we saw the I, promise, I promise you we did the same. Okay, okay. I, yeah. I remember that episode very well. He did. He was in War Horse, so some like some flute and stuff. He's still with us. Still. Oh no, he died last year. Sorry, <laughs> year and a, year <laughs> and a half ago. Scott, I'm going to be sad if you don't remember the Saint at all because I don't remember the Saint I, very I love well. That movie so I really much. don't like the Saint. I think the Saint is one of my least favorite movies of all time. I, I felt I, the first time, two times I tried to see it non-film sack, I fell asleep. The time I saw it with you oh. guys, I think I expressed my disdain for it i don't like that movie wow yeah. that's right and it was uh this, the the next year after this after uh space truckers oh we went well he didn't look he was busy feller yeah right. oh he's in ripper street that's a cool show you guys ever see ripper streets on uh mm-hmm. netflix no, i don't even know what that is never heard of it i thought i recommended it it's a really cool british show um with a guy you all know because he uh, this is an actor here hold on matthew mcfaden 
You know him oh, from from Succession. From Succession, that's it. Yes, he's uh, right. He's the uh, Tom Gre- uh, Tom, right? Gre- yeah. The Greg half of the Greg and Tom show. The annoying uh, brother-in-law, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, he was. He was also in that that really good Who Wants to Be a Millionaire um, uh, scandal movie. The movie that like documented the people who were going to. Who wants to be a millionaire and coughing in the audience to uh to help the player he was the player that was getting helped by that oh no way that's cool they'd cough after every every time uh <laughs> the host there would read the right answer oh that's okay i meant to see that i still haven't um he yeah. was in mi5 he was like the top dude in that that's also a cool British i show. love how there's a documentary about a famous cheater in every game show Mm. <laughs> right like there's a documentary yeah. about the guy who ripped off uh uh no whammies the uh, uh, uh oh yeah uh, yeah press your luck press your luck thank you and there's yes. a documentary about the person who ripped off the prices right 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 and, well the, like, the one i was describing isn't a documentary it's a it's a uh docudrama yeah it's based oh, on that okay. story yeah which you can see all sorts of stuff there is a documentary on the real thing though i think, I think. oh there has to be yeah right that was too so. big of a weird deal Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, cannot recommend Ripper Street enough, by the way. Just side <laughs> side note. If you like good BBC dramas and stuff set in the 1800s, all Jack the Ripper stuff, it's it's really good. Uh, okay, well, shit, where was I? Okay, about this one. Scummy. Yep. Hook him up. All right, there's Scummy. 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 Uh, here's another Jack Your Load. I didn't save you, your company scumbag. I jacked your load. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's so good at it. Here he is Most again. Horny thing that isn't porny ever <laughs> yeah, said in this. I thing. agree. Yeah. Here he is again. Like I have the IQ of an egg timer. He just had so many good lines. Mm-hmm. He'd be a decent Snape if there was no Snape. Oh, Pretty yeah. good Snape. That's interesting. They do. They 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 have the same accent. Uh, I wonder if they're from the the same town. Could be, but they just inhabit the same kind of character space. I think he could totally do it. By grab the thaws hammer, I could totally I, hear it. I would love it right now if there's someone living in England who just heard me and started screaming. No, those are not the same accent. They're from adjacent counties. They're completely different. I guarantee right. Guaranteed that people are yelling at you right now. They always do. Here's this thing about a dick. If you're going to hack off my dick, do it. And I'll change my name to Terry or Lee or something neutral. That ain't going to change what I know. It's such a weird extra line to throw in there when you're being threatened by somebody. Yeah. Great. Go ahead and cut it off. By the way, I'll change my name if yeah, you do yeah. that. It'll be yeah. a neutral name. Let me give me a couple examples. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Went, I've obviously been thinking about this, but I haven't made up my mind yet. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I, I thought I thought that kind of I'm thing. Fully committed. Really yeah. I don't know any Terry's that are girls. Oh, I, I have a cousin named Terry. What am I saying? Yeah. yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Your cousin just said, "What the WTF?" Well, ironically, I actually think she listens to this show. So, how dumb is this? All right, she'll get mad at me. Here we go. Uh, oh, this is a good. This is a good one. Leave her alone, you half electric asshole. Half electric asshole. Half electric asshole. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, this file's called "Hated This Part," so I must have hated whatever it is. So I'll just play it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, excavating when, the uh, zip line with zip cord wiener. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or was it when he was falling apart? Uh, which, 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 where was that? I think sound? it was when he first yanked the cord, and I realized what we were going to get into here. Um, it reminded me, you guys remember those cars, right? Those little 
uh, zip tie mm-hmm. cars that you would pull and yeah. then they'd fly. I'd well, that was uh, my opening was about the evil Knievel motorcycle that you oh, did that, that now I get it. I, yeah. for, I, for the life of me, I'm like, Evil Knievel. Okay. Well, yeah, know. no, the Snake River Canyon uh, Evil Knievel zipline car was the, that was the, actually, I had the Marvel, no surprise. I had the Marvel versions, which had a little Captain America and Spider Man. Uh, I'm cars. shocked by this news. This is crazy. Yeah, exactly. What, Brian? Yeah. Do you guys all remember where you were the day you heard Brian say that he had some Marvel shit when he was younger? Because. <laughs> <laughs> No, those yeah. are, I, I remember those. I don't know if I had any brand namey things, but I just remember my brother especially had these things where he just pull, if you pulled hard enough, that shit would tear across oh, the room. Oh, fly, yeah. Yeah, it was great. They don't do those anymore, I don't think. Maybe they do. No. Uh, all right, the pleasure emission. I admit, hello, amp. Electrical wang pulse designed to drive women wild with pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> wang pulse. Yeah, wang pulse, wang trademark pulse. pending. Uh he delivers it so well, though. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not cheesy. It's just Charles. I want him to do my voicemails and things. He's so great. Talking about get a better Siri voice. Get him to do it. That'd be right. amazing. All right. Here's this, here's another thing he said that I loved. If I had an anus, I'd probably soil myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the best part is the snort is the <laughs> Shakespearean trained actor and all this and you get him to say weird shit like that it's my favorite alright final clip Dunaway mentioned this in his intro enjoy company butt boys alright company mm-hmm. butt boys it is hey that means time for this It's the film sack checklist. 75% of your movie is in your undies. Check. Someone got a good deal on old roller coaster safety bars. Check. Oh, yes. I want to pet my own square pig. Pet. (laughs) Or check. (laughs) Do those square pigs fit in a round hole? (laughs) Oh, you may have have scooped one of my alternate titles. That's okay. Oh, okay. Then look. All these creative minds in one room, what do we expect? Mm-hmm. Right? It's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. happen. Uh, let's do some Star Trek connections. I have to think Charles Dance did something at some point. He didn't. I oh. looked, and I, I only came up with two. Um, first of all, we have Eugenie Bondurant. Uh, that was the person in the murder bot in Space Truckers. Oh, mm-hmm. when they when they had a person playing a murder bot instead of just the head or just an arm, which is a lot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it was an actor named Eugenie Bondurant, a very tall, skinny lady. Uh, she was in three different episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, mm-hmm. completely covered up in prosthetics. She played, you know, she's always the way like, she uh, play uh, as tall, skinny lady on. Oh, wow. Look at her. (laughs) Yeah. She is very interesting looking. Yeah. Oh, perfect. She's perfect for this. Wow. She, and then, she's like the, what's that, like Doug the Jones? male Doug Jones. Yeah, like Doug, the female Doug Jones. Exactly. Yeah, like, female a, Doug Jones. like a male Doug Jones. Yeah, exactly. Male Doug Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doug. We're, <laughs> we're making assumptions about your private pots. Hey, um, our other Star Trek connection is good old Mike Haggerty. We love Mike Haggerty. Uh, he was the you know one of the four throwaway scene fillers in the diner. And uh, he was in two episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, again, neither one of his uh, his uh, parts are very memorable. He was a, 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 a Klingon captain in one of those. Oh, interesting! Well, now I'm obsessed with this giant lady. All right, um, <laughs> she's so tall. She's Mike Haggerty mind. and George Went go together so well. 
that I actually thought as I'm watching Space Truckers, oh, look, he was in many, many episodes of Cheers. No, he wasn't. Mike Haggerty was in one episode of Cheers. Oh, wow. Uh, I I really, really thought he was like uh, one of the people that, you know, shows up 17 times. It's the team of Haggerty and Went. Mm. It rolls off the tongue. I like it. Yes. Uh, soundtrack grade. I gave it a do for deeply odd. I think it's a weird soundtrack and has major problems, but uh, some of it's fine, I guess. Uh, hey, you guys, this is where we get to the Twitter post. This is a 280 character or less post that you would make, summing this film up the best that you can. Uh, I'm going to change things up a little bit, though. This week, we're going to start with Randy. Space truckers. Once again, a lot of adult men, dozens of men, hundreds of men. And one woman, literally one adult woman, yeah. and so many men. Saturday night at the time. Was wondering if you were going to go there, or if you're just going to leave it, let it, let it tell itself. But well, there was a nice did. little pause there where we weren't sure, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. over the edge. Love it, uh, Brian Dunaway. Space truckers for a son of a bitch gimp racist murderer who jacked your love. This movie ended okay. Pigs in space squared. <laughs> wow. Pigs in Space Squared. Uh, that's a better movie title. I'm just throwing my two away. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Um, all right. Finally, Brian Ibbett. Space Truckers. Having a hard time with this movie? Just close your eyes and think of Brooklyn. No. Oh, yeah. nice. oh, it was so, that was such a weird line of yeah, all the lines. I, yeah. I get it. She's from there. Or, you know, like the actress is from Queens. I don't know why they didn't say Queens. But, like. It's just a t- don't think of no. Think of a nice place. Think close your eyes. <laughs> close your eyes and think oh, of oh, there's some people West. from uh, Brooklyn who are saying, right. "Hey, yeah." I will say this: close the Earth uh, depiction was dumb and had no sci-fi tro- tro- trappings at all, and I hated that. That's lame. Well, it was just right. yeah, just, just desert and then a hospital, and that's and it. that's it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I liked the way the president died. By hmm. leaving a bomb, and then you argue and throw the bomb out the window, and then it blows up right as he hits the button above his car. That's great. As they were arguing, I was like, what's wrong with you people? I was so taken aback by the fact that none of them wanted the money. I thought maybe the mom will say, okay, I'll give it to me. Like, right. I, I, I just, just woke up. What's going on? Cryogenics uh, experiment. Right. Yeah, that was an odd. All of that was very odd. All right. Well done, uh, all of you. But we got to do this now. Neither of these is good as that last one, but I'll go ahead and try anyway. Uh, alternate titles were almost George went away. <laughs> <laughs> or don't try and force a square pig in a round hole. <laughs> See, Brian, you got me. You trumped me did, on that I one. I did. Well, I trumped you. That's all right. Uh, quick emails here from our listeners. We love our email portion of the show. Filmsack at gmail.com. Still the most... Uh, the most emails we get on any show, this this show yeah. right here. I'm going to read a couple of quick ones. This one from uh, Robert. He's talking about uh, a movie called The Stuntman and says this. The Stuntman on the run from the police stars Cameron uh, or has a character named Cameron. Steve Railsback crashes into a set of a Hollywood war movie. When he inadvertently causes a stuntman's death, the film manipulative director Eli Cross, played by Peter O'Toole, decides to shelter Cameron from the cops if he steps in as the devil's replacement. Though the arrangement seems like a good deal, it soon becomes a perilous position. But the uh, situation only complicates when camera falls for the movie's lead actress, played by Barbara Hershey. This was directed by Richard Bush. Mm, says it's available on, on Prime, <laughs> Hulu, and Max, and we all You're, should see it. Wait, stop. Dick Bush, really? Dick, Dick Bush. Bush. Yeah, Dick Bush. 
Or Dick I'm sorry, Rush. Dick Rush. Dick Rush. Sorry. Oh, yeah. oh. that's a still totally different so much place. better. Still a little porny. <laughs> it's kind of porny, Dick Rush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he just passed away. But anyway, he wants us to see this, and it's on Prime, Hulu, and Max. So we don't. If it <laughs> if it's worth seeing, we don't have excuses, uh, I guess. Right. But we'll look it's into on it. Everything. Yeah. We'll look into it, Robert. Okay, one more here. This is from. Uh, oh, did I not write their name in? Damn it. All right. Well. Whoever this was, thank you. It says, hey there, Film Sack. I know you get a billion recommendations in the mailbag, but this is a recommendation that you guys gave yourselves that I'm hoping you will then pick up soon. The movie Cell, not the one with Jennifer Lopez, not The Cell. It says, I'm talking about the 2016 movie Cell, C-E-L-L, starring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Before I read the rest of this, oh, no, I know it is because I've read the book. Anyway, I was listening to an older sack. We were talking about how this awesome Stephen King book was being made into a movie. And the film, if the film was even half as amazing in the book, that this was going to be awesome. But then the movie came out and went without much notice from anybody. Now, I don't recall the podcast ever mentioning the movie coming out. Uh, Maybe you all did, and I just don't remember. Uh, Reviews are mixed, but generally unkind. And it seems like a dark and humorless, it seems dark and humorless, so maybe it's not sackable. I just wanted to put it out there that you could get it on. Most importantly, it has Stacey Keach. It has guys. I have to watch this movie. Ooh. It has Stacy Keach. I love Stacy Keach. I'm with yeah. you, dude. He's a he's a Stacy Keach and I um, could Stacy Keach for hours. <laughs> you could stare at his lip for hours. What, who who is the um who who? Oh, Michael Ironsides was in this Nobody movie that I just watched, which I really, oh, really? enjoyed. Yeah, and he's and, also in the Scanners. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh. Anyway, Michael Ironsides is one of those guys, too, where I just can't get enough of him. And I really like him older, too. So him and Stacey Keach are my favorite old character genre right. actors. And you kind of I think we're in here. Here's the thing. This this book is about a Stephen King book. It's before smartphones. So we're talking flip phone era is when he wrote this mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole story is that somebody government or we don't know terrorists figured out a way to send a certain sound signal through anyone who picks up and listens to their phone that will turn them into raving zombies, basically. I forgot about that. And it's not typical zombies like, you know, brain-hungry, shambling. It's more like psycho, 28 days later, sort of, ragey kind of zombies. And I really like the book, like, a lot, even though I think it, 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 it had some ideas based in cell phone culture that has completely changed, and so it's kind of, like, not relevant anymore, but... I, I loved it. So we should see this 2016. I, I agree. If you if you look at filmsackstats.com, you'll find that we watch Stephen King movies. Yeah. <laughs> that is just something yeah. we do. We I thought like it was Quicksack well, LE which lie, which one is it? No, now? there's two there's two sites. There's filmsack okay. or filmsackstats.com, which is a whole different dude who makes basically it's just like a record of everything we've ever done with gotcha. like top directors, top writers, top producers, all that. Um, oh, you can find, um, oh, this is getting good. Okay. Have you guys seen this lately? Holy shit. Yeah, I know. There's bar charts. Yeah. yeah bar charts. Yeah. Whoa. Anyway, I need to talk we, to him and yeah. kiss him on we the lips. Watch, anyway. We watch Stephen King movies, so this is definitely one we'll watch <laughs> if we get to. He's so good at this. Um, the only problem with this is it doesn't pull directly from any kind of RSS, so he's, right now he's behind a film. He's, he's still at Cliffhanger on here is the latest, but. So this is a curated. It's very curated, but it's rad. And like, if you wanted to know Star Trek connections, the most we ever had was in Armageddon, 1999, 99s or 98s Armageddon. Second was Pearl Harbor, then Independence Day, 
and so on. Which would have come in handy last week when we was talking about it, or week yeah. four last, what was it? Our top 10 actors, top three are Thomas Ro- Rosales Jr. at 21 appearances, Frank Welker at 18, and Arnold Schwarzenegger at 16, tied with Sylvester Stallone at 16. Al Leong right in the middle. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I forgot to check this recently, and this is looking so good. Uh, look at our genres. It's action. Strange. It goes action, thriller, sci-fi, which are neck and neck, adventure, comedy, drama. There's a decades chart. Uh, so mm-hmm. 80s, very strong. Then 90s, then 2000s. I guess that makes well, sense. We really need to pull in more 70s. We need to get that bar up a little bit higher. Yeah. Agreed, sir. And then Randy's right. Look at that. 14 writers credits for Stephen King. Next closest wow. is Sly Stallone at nine. Wow. All right. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Mar- 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 <laughs> All right. Guess who so. our top uh, our top director is uh, Steven Spiel- Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Spielberg. Yeah. Richard Donner, Rennie Harlan, John Carpenter, and the list goes on. Anyway, that's over at filmsackstats.com if you want to check that out. Okay. Our next movie is a movie, for whatever reason I never saw, but it's infamous in my life, and that is Scanners. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Watch people's heads blow up on uh, weird McLaughlin group-style talk shows. Yep. Is all I know about this film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the... This is 80s, isn't it? Or 70s? Yeah, very uh, 80s. Okay, Okay, so just barely in the 80s. I thought further, further. I did too. I thought it was like 85, 86. But, um, and and people who have the ability to concentrate really hard and blow up people's heads, right? Now, the read that's the reason this is infamous because when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I thought I could do that. I really I'm did. Sure, you can. There was a period in my life where I thought if I I didn't do it because I didn't want to hurt anybody, but I really felt <laughs> like if I concentrated hard enough, I could pop people's heads off. And uh, I don't know why well, I had you that. Knew belief. That with great power came great responsibility. <laughs> right? Scott. Yeah, I really held back. Aren't you all <laughs> glad I didn't blow anyone up? But anyway, that'll be finally getting us to see this—the Cronenberg classic, yeah. Scanners. Next yeah, week. starring Jennifer O'Neill. I I really really like Jennifer O'Neill. She's uh, Spanish Irish. That is one of my favorite combinations. Uh, what's Jennifer? I, why do I know the name but don't? Oh, okay. She's uh Oh yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, she's been married nine times. <laughs> nine times. Nice. Nine times. She was born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. She has. She's really the- good at getting married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too good at. Keeping Mary. She lives in the shadow of a giant <laughs> Jesus statue. Yes. All right. Well, anyway, that's uh, next week here on Film Sack. So uh, do your homework. Oh, where's this one streaming, Randy? I didn't see. That is, hold on. Forgot Damn to, it. Forgot to write that I down. had it. Uh, HBO Max. HBO, We're going to HBO Max. Max. All right. Back to Max, everybody, this week. And it, good news, bad news for everybody. HBO Max is bringing a new service with commercials for a cheaper price. Oh, what are the? Uh, what's the? The price? the speculative price is going to be ten dollars with ads. I think they're going up on their prices. Everybody is. I think it's fifteen dollars currently. Well, it's fifteen for the for, for the free or not free, but for the full, right for the no ads, they, which is weird because HBO has never, to my knowledge, done any advertised sales like outside so i don't understand how they're gonna oh that's true even hbo the 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 channel never did yes i mean oh weird Hmm. i didn't know about that i don't want them they can't go there's no way they go up in price on the actual full service though they can't do that 
Oh, everybody is. I mean, Disney's Plus is going up. Netflix. Yeah, but no one's going over year. 15 bucks. That's crazy. I'm currently paying $71 a month for Hulu, but that includes live TV. Yeah, you're doing right. live TV on there. Mm-hmm. Still kind of the best option for that right now. But um, yeah, if they go over 15, I'd be I would be really surprised because that's there's a weird ceiling on that right around 15. If you do more than that, mm-hmm. you're starting to blaze new expensive trail that I'm not sure anybody wants to go down. I've. I'm fascinated by how every couple of weeks in the Tadpool Facebook group, someone pops in and just says, I, I refuse to subscribe to Netflix. It is not good value. Right. Like, and, and I'm just like, oh, I've been subscribed to Netflix for like 17 years. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I've been a subscriber since they sent me DVDs in the mail. Right. Yes. Same. Same. Yeah. They made me quit TV. I, I unplugged like in 07 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when that thing happened. And that was a weird I, time. I yeah. blew my oldest son mind the other day when I said, he said, didn't Netflix start out as just uh, DVD mails and you didn't have any? St-? I said, that's right. And I said, and uh, I said, Blockbuster was still around and they tried to make a run at it as well. And they delivered disc to home. And he's like, Blockbuster? I thought they closed like, and I was like, nope. We had, yeah. we had the it's starting to be ancient history. And that's, that's a weird feeling. Yeah. I need to watch that Blockbuster, last Blockbuster documentary. It's, it is really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my list. I got to. And I then watch the last, or uh, what's it called? All things must pass, which is the story of Tower Records. Kind of similar. Mm. Oh, I would like that. All things it's must really pass. Really good. Right that and day. Dave Grohl used to be. He's interviewed in this, and he used to be a uh, uh, Tower Records employee because it was the only place he could work yes. where he could. He didn't have to get a haircut. I could see Dave that. Grohl is a, such a great interviewer. He in, really interviewee. Is. Interviewee. Uh, I love him. Yeah. There I was a uh, article recently where they were talking about uh, his touring early on. Oh and, yeah, uh, talks about ri- riding the buses and everything, and and uh, he has that brand new documentary about it. Yeah, yes, his whole tour bus and why they wouldn't let Kurt Cobain drive. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know what's funny? Well, I guess no brainer. I think we would have <laughs> yeah. gotten we we would have gotten more uh, Dave Grohl anyway. But so right. there are days where I'm like, I'm I'm not glad anyone killed themselves. I'm really not. Absolutely, and, and no. Nirvana is a he didn't kill himself. What are you? What are you crazy? No, Nirvana, not him. The freaking Kurt Cobain. Oh, I know. He didn't kill himself. Oh, what was it? Aliens? Everybody knows that. It was aliens. It was a corporation. It was the government. Right. God, let's uh, not spread any conspiracy theories. No. <laughs> my daughter was born on... my chemtrails. My daughter was born... Listen to this. This is crazy. My daughter was born on the day he shot himself. And mm. she just celebrated her 27th birthday, which is 27 years... Well, obviously, since he offed himself. Pretty crazy. Right. Anyway. Oh, and he was 27 years old when he killed himself. That was the other thing. Yeah, he's part of the 27 Club. Yeah. 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 Which I hate that club. Anyway, the point is. I hate that club. There's there's a new uh, Las Vegas show about the 27 Club where you see people go on and perform as uh, Jim Morrison, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. As they're older? Or is it just uh, as if they were just in their heyday? In their heyday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that 20, 27 is a weird thing. I feel like people yeah. get there and they go, 30 right on top of me. I'm either dead no. or uh, me. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the point was what? I don't remember. Uh, so it's gonna, Oh, uh, but it does feel like the Dave Grohl son was going to rise no matter what. But boy, am I glad yeah. it did because, man, what a yeah, cool yeah, dude. Yeah, he's been guy. amazing. Have I, have I convinced you to watch the Brian Johnson documentaries on YouTube? No, I, d- I will. Please, anyone hearing my voice, go to YouTube, look up Brian Johnson, yes, the lead singer of ACDC. He is posting documentaries where he travels around the world and meets up with famous rockers, and they talk about making rock and roll, but they also 
talk about a subject related to it. So, for instance, his episode with Dave Grohl, they talk about vans, like the putting the band in a van and driving mm-hmm. to a gig, and they compare vans and so on. It is so entertaining. Oh, yeah. is- this is called uh, Brian Johnson's A Life on the Road. Uh, I'm, Robert I'm Plant. Here's you. an episode with Robert Plant, or as I like to say, Rubber Plant. Um, I didn't know he was doing this. That's great. It is, it is some of the best stuff that's that's come along in a long time. And Brian Johnson is just so freaking entertaining. You you will seriously like watch every minute. You'll love it. I thought he was deaf now. No, did I hear that wrong? Or he had something. He he has he has massive tinnitus yeah. and uh, is not allowed to perform anymore. Oh. So. Interesting. This is what he's doing. Okay. Well, I'm talking about uh, uh, videos and old rockers doing cool things. If you haven't been to YouTube and looked up Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains uh, doing uh, Garage Dads and just other uh, Band Dad or something like that, he is just, they're entertaining. Jerry, Jerry Cantrell, Cantrell is, no way. That's he's, cool. He's amazing. That's another sad band story. Yeah. Scott, Lane, what was his name? Lane Staley. Lane, Lane Staley. Staley. You're thought, a, thinking of Scott Weiland. That's yeah, uh, Weiland, yeah, the uh, other guy. Pilots, but, uh, All those guys. Gosh dang it, dude. The 90s. Yeah. What the frick? Cornell's like a late bloomer when it comes to suicide, which really... Bu- yeah, that's yeah. even more sad that he... I don't know. Freaking her. I mean, because her, of Ibit, I've been listening her. to his new cover things, and I'm loving it. It's really good. Oh, it's so good. But you're yeah. just constantly reminded that that guy... Checked out way too. Such funny. an amazing voice. Yeah, so much emotion and power in it. Nobody sounds like him. Maybe oh, ever will again. So they should name the uh, they should name the cover album that. Yeah, they should call the whole album the two <laughs> volumes. That should be that name. Yeah. <laughs> For those not paying attention, it's literally that name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're done. That's it. Filmsack.com is our website, and uh, we'd like more of your emails. Filmsack at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Filmsack and leave us reviews wherever you might get them. That is to say, your podcast. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Jack your load. We'll see, see you next time. Is <laughs> he talking about my dick? <laughs> Oh, shit. Plate. But there we go. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, it's hot in here. <laughs> the secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.